Hey, this is Pastor Holly of Open Door Sanctuary, and welcome to our podcast. We are so glad that you are here, and wherever you're listening from, we believe that God will transform your life through today's message. Be sure to subscribe so that you can get these messages every week, and I pray that you are blessed today. if you will. Journey with me in your life's owner's manual to the first book of Samuel. First Samuel chapter 3. In your life's owner's manual, your basic instruction before leaving earth. As recorded in the New King James Version of our Bibles, beginning with verse 1. Now the boy Samuel ministered to the Lord before Eli. And the word of the Lord was rare in those days. There was no widespread revelation. And it came to pass at that time, while Eli was lying down in his place, and when his eyes had begun to grow so dim that he could not see, and before the lamp of God went out in the tabernacle of the Lord where the ark of God was, and while Samuel was lying down, that the Lord called Samuel, and he answered, Here am I. So he ran to Eli and said, Here am I, for you called me. And he said, I did not call. Lie down again. And he went and lay down. Then the Lord called yet again, Samuel. So Samuel arose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. He answered, I did not call my son, lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, nor was the word of the Lord yet revealed to him. And the Lord called Samuel again the third time. So he arose and went to Eli and said, Here am I, for you did call me. Then Eli perceived that the Lord had called the boy. Therefore Eli said to Samuel, Go lie down, and it shall be, if he calls you, that you must say, Speak, Lord, for your servant hears. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. Now the Lord came and stood and called as at other times, Samuel, Samuel, and Samuel answered, Speak, for your servant hears. Speak, for your servant hears. Gracious Lord and Holy Father God, clear our hearts. Clear our minds, clear our souls, that we will receive a message from you 
that we receive not only a good message, but a message that will do some good. Consecrate me now to thy service, Lord, by the power of grace divine. May my soul look up with steadfast hope and my will be lost in thine. Amen. Amen. And amen. My brothers and my sisters, this morning, this morning, if you will, meditate with me upon the scene, the theme. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Throughout the entire story of Samuel, from his conception to his death, we continuously see the themes of obedience versus disobedience, tuning in and listening. Or we could restate it another way, hearing, revealing, and receiving. Before we get into the text this morning, uh, I need to give you a little bit of background. The Bible tells us in chapter 2 of 1 Samuel of a woman named Hannah. Hannah was barren. She was lacking. She pleaded unto God to conceive a male child because she was constantly being teased. She was constantly being bullied and made fun of because she could not have children. She would cry, and she would cry, and she would cry. She would lock herself away. She would refuse to eat. She would sleep. She would not sleep very well if she would sleep at all. But there are two things that Hannah never stops doing. She never stopped praying, and she never stopped worshiping with her husband. Hannah, even in her condition, even in her predicament, Hannah never stopped believing God would deliver her from her situation. Amen? While, while she went to worship, she was ministered to by Eli, the man of God. Eli ministered to Hannah, the mother of Samuel, that, 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 that in due season, that, that God would make everything all right. For in due season, she would reap if she fainted not. She prayed and prayed and prayed nonstop for God to bless her with this male child. And she promised that, that, that if God blessed her, if God blessed her, then she would turn the child over to him. <laughs> 
if God blessed her with this male child, then she would turn the child over to him. Shortly thereafter, Hannah did indeed give birth to this male child, Samuel. And she knew that no one but God could, allow, could have allowed such a thing to have taken place. As she promised, she turned the male child over to the Lord and left him at the temple. She left him and turned him over to the Lord and left him in the temple to be trained in the ways of the Lord so that he might serve him day and night. Because God had blessed her for her faithfulness, you see. During her distresses, Hannah was tuning in. During her distresses, Hannah was listening. During her distresses, Hannah was being obedient. Look to your neighbor this morning and say, obedience. How many of us here this morning, when we find ourselves walking in the valley of the shadow of death, when we find ourselves confronted with all manners of sickness and disease, when we find ourselves confronted with family problems, job problems, when we find ourselves having problems in school, how many of us tune in to God? How many of us listen for God's voice? How many, of, how many of us then obey him and his commands? What God wants to know this morning is, do you hear me now? This now brings us to our text this morning, verse 1, the boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. In those days, the word of the Lord was rare, and there were not many visions, you see. Samuel moved from a godly home into a home, uh, uh, he moved from a godly home in which his mother, a godly home in which his father were scrupulous. Both his mother and his father were diligent. Both his mother and his father were faithful. Both his mother and his father were reverent in their worship of the Lord. That's the kind of home Samuel came from. But Samuel moved from this type of home into the priestly home of Eli. Into the priestly home of Eli. A place of worship of the Lord. A place where the worship of the Lord was 
scorned. A place where the worship of the Lord was almost regarded with disdain, almost where the, <laughs> where the worship of the Lord carries no weight. You see, the leaders were corrupt. There was no power in this priestly home because the leader was corrupt. The leaders had a disregard for the laws. The leaders had a disregard for the commandments of the Lord. Sounds like many of our leaders today, doesn't it, brothers and sisters? Sounds like some of our churches today. And this is the reason why the word of the Lord was rare. This is a reason why there were not many visions. God wants to know this morning... Do you hear me now? Now? This verse does not say that the word did not come forth. It says that the word was rare, which tells us this morning that, that, that God was still speaking. It tells us that maybe, just maybe the people, maybe the priest, Hallelujah. Maybe they were not tuned into God. Maybe they were not listening for his voice. Maybe they were not obeying his commands. 1 Samuel. 1 Samuel chapter 2 tells us what was going on. It says that Eli, Eli's sons, who were also priests, were scoundrels. They were cruel, and they were dishonest. They were being intimate with the women, they were threatening the people. They were lying to the people. They were stealing from the people. And they had no regard for the Lord. They had no regard for the Lord's commandments. They had no regard for the Lord's people. They didn't care about the Lord. They didn't care about how their behavior reflected poorly on the Lord. Not only would they lie to the people, they would take all of the people's offerings, and even if the people wouldn't give it to them, these scoundrels would take it by force. They would take all of it. Whatever they wanted, they just would take it. You see, they were treating the Lord's offering with contempt. They had been treating the Lord's offering with disrespect. They had tuned God out. They were not listening for his voice. They had no desire to listen, and they were just downright plain old disobedient. They were full of lust. They were unsaved. They were ungodly. They were selfish. And because of this, the spiritual life of the temple was a hot mess. 
The temple wasn't being blessed. The priests weren't being blessed. And the people weren't being blessed. You see, God, and haha, we've heard it over and over, and it might sound trite, but God won't bless no mess. He didn't bless it then, and he's certainly not blessing it now. And what condition do you find your life in today? You see, you see, God rarely spoke. Not only because of the behavior of Eli's sons, but also because Eli himself had the wrong expectations. Levi, excuse me, Eli had set the wrong example. Eli himself had the wrong entanglements. Eli thought, Eli thought that his sons would just get it just because they lived in the house of the Lord. Eli failed to live out in his home what he taught in his work. Eli had tuned God out, so it was no wonder that his boys never tuned God in. Eli got so caught up with his profession that, 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 that he blinded himself Thank you, Jesus. He blinded himself to his failures. You see, Eli had tuned God out. He and his priestly boys were too busy listening to the worldly stations of their day. Stations like Materialism 101.5 FM, Stations like Indulge Yourself, 95.9. Stations like Killing Me Softly, 86.3 FM. Stations like Party Hardy All Day Long, 108.1 FM. Hallelujah. Stations like Sins of the Father's Golden Oldies, 93.7 FM. Then finally, they would listen to stations like the All Satan Station, 66.6 FM. Hallelujah. I ask you this morning, my brothers and my sisters, what worldly stations are you listening to? What worldly stations are you listening to that's preventing you from being tuned in to God? God wants to know this morning, do you hear me now? What does our behavior say about our relationship with the Lord? Are we so caught up in our traditions? Are we so caught up in the way things used to be? Or the... Are we so caught up in our situations? Are we so caught up in our own lives, our own jobs? Are we so caught up in our own friends, our husbands, our wives, our girlfriends, our boyfriends, our television programs, our radio stations? Are we so caught up in the happenings around town that we forget to set the right example for those around us? 
our families, our friends, our neighbors, our co-workers? Do we fail to set the example because we're so caught up that we are not tuned into God by not going to Sunday school, by not going to Bible study, by not praying for them when they need it, by not treating our neighbors as we treat ourselves? Are we so caught up in the trappings of life that we neglect to set the example by loving our neighbors as we love ourselves? Are we getting tuned into God? Are we even listening for his voice? Are we obeying his commands? There's a high price to pay for not being tuned into God. There's a high price, my brothers and sisters, to pay for not listening for his voice. It's a high price to pay for not obeying. But what God wants to know from you this morning is, do you hear me now? One night when the lamp of God had not yet gone out, Eli was in his usual place and Samuel was lying down in the house of the Lord. where the ark of God was. The Lord called Samuel. Samuel answered, here am I. And he ran to Eli and said, here am I, you called me. But Eli said, I did not call, go back and lie down. So he went and lay down. Again, the Lord called Samuel. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, here am I, you called me. Is God calling you today? My son, Eli said, I did not call. Go back and lie down. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. A third time the Lord called Samuel and Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here am I, you called me. Then Eli figured it out. Then Eli realized it was the Lord calling Samuel. So Eli told Samuel, go and lie down. And if he calls you, say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went to lie down in his place. The word tells us that the Lord came and stood there, calling as at the other time, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel says, speak, for your servant is listening. Speak, for your servant is listening. 
God is standing and waiting for you right now in your situation. He is calling your name and he's waiting for you to say, my brothers, he's waiting for you to say, my sisters, here I am, speak to me because your servant is listening. It doesn't make any difference what condition you find yourself in. God can and God will still speak to you. He wants to know this morning, do you hear me now? He's trying to get your attention. He's trying to speak to you. Do you hear me now is what he wants to know this morning, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. Do you hear me now? Now, Samuel was about 12 years old or so when the Lord called him, and it's obvious that Samuel did not recognize that this was the voice of God calling him. He did not recognize it was the voice of God because he had not yet been trained. Even though Samuel had been raised in the temple, even though he had been taught to carry out the rituals of the temple worship, even though he was being groomed in priestly duties, he had not yet learned to recognize the voice of the Lord. He had not yet tuned in to God. He had not yet been taught to listen for God's voice. The Lord calls Samuel three times before he knew it was the Lord, voice of the Lord. How many times, my brothers and sisters, have we gone through something? A job loss, a loss or reduction of income, teachers, a sickness. A sickness. and called on the Lord to rescue us. How many times, my brothers and sisters, have we prayed for a miracle? How many times have we prayed for a physical healing from cancer, diabetes, a heart condition, MS, failed kidneys? How many times have we prayed for the restoration of a relationship, a restoration of, empl of employment? How many times have we prayed for a deliverance from smoking, a deliverance from drinking, a deliverance from some addiction, a deliverance from our children, a deliverance from our husband, a deliverance from our wife, a deliverance from our girlfriend, a deliverance from our boyfriend, a deliverance from addiction? And how many times do we not recognize our answer when God's sends it our way. Yet God wants to know this morning, do you hear me now? How many times have we ignored God's voice? Because we didn't know it was him who was speaking to us, just like Samuel didn't. Like Eli didn't. Like Eli's sons didn't. How many times have we been tuned out like the Israelites. How many times have we been tuned out like Eli's sons were tuned out? But, beloved, just like God didn't give up on Samuel when he didn't recognize his voice, 
I'm here to tell you this morning that he will not give up on us. God wants us to be tuned in. God wants us to listen. God wants us to obey. No matter what we might be going through, God wants a relationship with us, you see. He wants us to rely solely on him. He wants us to say, Lord, speak. Here I am. Lord, speak. Here I am. Just like God didn't give up on Samuel. Just like God didn't give up calling Samuel. God doesn't give up on calling us. God doesn't give up on us becoming tuned into him. God doesn't give up on us listening for his voice. God doesn't give up on us obeying him, his word. God doesn't give up when we don't come to Sunday school, when we don't come to Bible study, when we don't pay our tithes and offerings. God just does not give up. God does not give up just because you have an addiction. God does not give up just because you don't have faith. God does not give up. Even when we give up on ourselves, even when we give up on our own condition, you see, God still does not give up. In every situation, what God wants to know is, do you hear me now? God, God will let us go through a situation so that we can learn to hear him. He wants to know. He wants to know that when we are in our addiction, that when we are in our unemployment, that when we are in our retirement, that when we are in our incarceration, that when we are in our grief, that when we are in our barrenness, God wants to know, do you hear me now? How do we know God hasn't given up? How do we know God has not given up? Because he gave us Jesus. Our Bible tells us that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whomsoever believeth on him shall be saved, you see. The Israelites had priests. They had burnt offerings. They had animal sacrifices to atone for not being tuned in. They had Abraham, they had Moses, they had Joshua, they had Saul, they had David, they had Eli, they had all these things, they had all these people to act as intercessors to get tuned in to God. But we've got one up on them, my brothers. We've got one up on them, my sisters. You see, we have Jesus. We have the blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood. Oh, the blood of Jesus. You see, it'll never lose its power. The Bible tells us that in order to get tuned in, we've got to go through Jesus. God reveals himself finally and fully in the person of his son, Jesus, the Christ. You see... God 
God interrupted Samuel's function and priestly duties and called him to be, listen to this, he interrupted his function in his priestly duties and he called him to be a prophet. This 12-year-old little boy becomes God's spokesperson. Becomes God's direction for God's people. This little boy becomes God's spokesperson. Do any of you miss Jesus? Has it been a long time since you listened to God speaking to you? As he talks to you, do you continue going through your daily routine, mumbling, uh-huh, uh-huh, and just continue doing what it is that you're doing? God, ha-ha, 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 thank you, Jesus. God's will and purpose in our lives is very often to relinquish, is to let go of our plans, to let go of our dreams, all for God's higher good. You see, church, Jesus came not to condemn the world, but that through him the world might be saved. Someone this morning needs to know that when you lose that job, God wants to know, do you hear me now? When you get that doctor's report saying you have cancer or uncontrolled diabetes or kidney failure or clogged arteries, God wants to know, do you hear me now? Somebody today, within the sound of my voice, needs to know that when you fail that test or ha ha ha, or the other kids are teasing and bullying you or picking on you, God wants to know, and I know you can't understand this, do you hear me now? Somebody this morning needs to know that when you have trouble in your home, when your husband beating you when your heart when your wife has left you uh, or your spouse has cheated on you God wants to know do you hear me now do you hear me now someone here this morning needs to know that when the bank sends you that foreclosure notice And you have no idea how you're going to make those back payments. God wants to know, do you hear me now? Somebody this morning is getting ready for a miracle. Somebody this morning is getting ready for a breakthrough. God wants to know, do you hear me now? Because he's getting ready to open up a window in heaven and pour you out blessings that you have not even enough room to receive. God wants to know, do you hear me now? Because through Christ Jesus, there's a miracle in this room. Hallelujah, there's a miracle in this room with your name on it. God wants to know, do you hear him now? Because through Christ Jesus, he's getting ready to make your enemy 
enemies flee before you seven ways, even though they only approach you one way. Hallelujah. God wants to know, do you hear him now? Because through Christ Jesus, he's getting ready to do exceeding abundantly more than you could possibly ask, think, or imagine. Hallelujah. God wants to know, do you hear him now? Because through Christ Jesus, he's getting ready to bless all that you put your hand to. He's getting ready to make you the head and not the tail, the top and not the bottom. Hallelujah. God wants to know, do you hear him now? Because through Christ Jesus, he's going to give you, ha, ha, ha. He's going to give it to you, pressed down, shaken together and running over. Hallelujah. For he is the Alpha and Omega. He is the beginning and the end. He is the which is, the which was and the which is to come. Hallelujah. God wants to know, do you hear me now? So, my brothers, so my sisters, get like Samuel. He heard. Get like Samuel. He received. Get like Samuel. He obeyed. Hallelujah. Church, it's time to get tuned in to God. Church, it's time to listen for his voice. Church, it's time to obey his commands. Hallelujah. He wants to know, do you hear me now? Hallelujah. Do you hear me now? With all that I allowed you to go through, do you hear me now? Do you hear me now? There's a song that says, if you come to him, he'll set you free. If you come to him, he'll make you clean. Where there's no hope, he'll give you hope. Where there's sadness, he'll give you joy. He will pick you up and turn you around. Place your feet on solid ground. Come to Jesus, come to Jesus right now. God wants to know right now, do you hear me now? Hallelujah, do you hear me now? Do you hear me now? Thank you for joining us today, and I pray that you've enjoyed this podcast. A special thanks goes out to those of you who give generously to this ministry. It's because of you that this ministry is possible. Also, thank you to those of you who are a part of Open Door Sanctuary, whether you support us financially, serve with us, or you just share these messages. It's because of all of you that we are able to reach people around the world. If you've enjoyed this podcast, be sure to subscribe and share it with your friends and family. Again, we thank you for listening. Now go out and live victoriously.